Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. It's Friday. It's been a beautiful week in MHK. I know that because I actually stepped outside my house once or twice. Tim Fitzgerald, Ryan Gilbert, Zach Carlson, your new podcast trio, your trifecta of podcasting magic, your, I don't know. Are we ever going to do this podcast in person? Like, Will the three of us ever converge in the freaking awesome studio we have to do this podcast? It sounds so cool. It sounds so wonderful. And it's so clean. Or are we just going to Zoom for the rest of our lives and never meet each other again? Sounds good to me. That sums it up right there. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know. They don't. We, we don't All know. I can think of is the Zoom theme, theme song from like back when I was a kid <laughs> on PBS. Come on. Come on and zoom. That's a great drop right there. Right there. Uh, We are sponsored by the fridge. Don't drop the fridge. Well, you shouldn't really pick up your fridge. I'm talking about the fridge wholesale liquor in Manhattan at the corner of Westport and Claflin. It is fantastic. They do have social distancing purchasing now. They'll bring you to your car. And, uh. I like how it's such a horrific thing that the state of Kansas can't have certain things like uh, getting a drink to go from your restaurant. And then a pandemic hits and they're like, ah, it's not that big deal. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> ah, whatever. It's a pandemic. Go ahead and just drive through and get that and have bring it out to you and have it in your car. And it's like, ah, it's okay. It's a pandemic. But during the normal life, no, that's horrible. Whether it's a pandemic or not, get to the fridge. They will get into your system like a virus. Can they make mixed drinks for me and put it in a gallon bag like Applebee's does? Does Apple is Applebee's doing bags of alcohol right now? Like yeah, like it's, yeah, I think so. and like Long Island iced tea. Like they just put it in a bag and it's like a gallon bag and it has a little nozzle on it or like a cap. Okay, so next week, if we don't have enough overtime questions, should we have a all of us go get a gallon bag of Long Island iced teas for the overtime, and we'll play slap the bag with Long Island iced teas until uh, <laughs> there's only one of us left doing the podcast, 
and we'll just get virtual happy hour. Yeah, well, that'll be virtual uh, hammered hour as we just slowly <laughs> devolve into drunken stupidity. The only difference between that and a normal overtime is the drunken. The stupidity is a constant. I hope we have good questions from Wabash Station. I hope we have good answers for you. I just don't know. This is the first pandemic I remember. I didn't know I'd been through pandemics before. I didn't know that. I thought this was like a once every hundred year thing, but apparently it happens like every 20 years. Here's a pandemic. Have it right now. And there was one like 11 years ago. Didn't know that. What was the last, what H1, was the last pandemic? H1N1 was a global pandemic. They, they, it was considered a pandemic? Yep. Didn't know. What was the one before that then? I'm sure there was one. I'm not sure. But I, okay. I've said this before. I thought pandemics were a bigger deal. I thought they were like, you know, the Spanish flu of 1919 or whatever that was, 1918, whatever it was, when people are dropping dead, young, healthy people. I thought that was a pandemic. That's an epidemic, apparently. I don't know. No, an epidemic is local. A pandemic is global. I oh. looked it up yesterday. So a pandemic's a bigger deal than an epidemic? Yes. What the hell? This I, I don't know. I feel yeah, like this is a pandemic. Yeah. I feel like this is all marketing. They're trying to market this <laughs> this event as a pandemic because it sounds cool. It this is probably worthy of being a pandemic. We're all locked in our houses. H1N1, I don't consider a pandemic. Did you know 20% of Americans got H1N1 and we didn't even know it was a pandemic? It wasn't less deadly, but I feel like a pandemic should be killing people like this guy is. I don't know. I'm just very confused. I'm I'm not a scientist. I just I just listen to Kirk Herbstreit for all my science. <laughs> These are your questions. He's keeping himself rel relevant lately. He's getting his name in every news. Yeah, that's a good good way to do it. Yeah, uh, come out come out against something everyone loves. It's not going to happen. I'm taking it away from you. Thanks, Kirk. Back to you. Uh, your question. I was going to be on Monday Night Football. Is he? What? That's yeah, the rumor that. Yeah. that ESPN wants to move Chris Fowler and Kirk Street to Monday Night Football. Huh? Which would be ridiculous. Let's that just seems like something that somebody put out there to make a news cycle. Let's just uh, take something that works for us and get rid of it, and maybe it won't work for us over there. Yeah. I don't know. Now let's try it. Your question's from Wabash Station. Here is Zach from his basement, which is kind of normal. From from, from Wizard6294, what are the TV shows to binge watch during quarantine? I just started a show. It's called McMillions. You guys ever heard of that? Yeah, I watched that this weekend. Uh-huh. I just so started. Good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's basically about the McDonald's. The, the Monopoly game they had, and there's a little scandal about that. So just starting that should be good. I want a cheeseburger. I just want a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. I just want a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. Give me a cheeseburger. I want a cheeseburger. Yeah, HBO, they made a whole bunch of shows free, so you can download their app, and you don't even have to log in or sign up or anything. There's certain shows on there you can just hit play and watch, and McMillions is one of them in the list. So I downloaded it and watched it all this weekend. Uh, I knew about the Monopoly thing, you know, for, you know, years or whatever, but it was really cool to see kind of the behind the scenes and 
all the characters and players that that played a part in it. Did you guys ever play the Monopoly game with McDonald's? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, loved it. What's crazy to me in in the U.S. This happened all throughout the '90s, and then 2001 is when the arrests were made. But they kept Monopoly going yeah. up until like 2013, 14. Like I was in college playing Monopoly at one point. Like it hasn't been that long since they stopped Monopoly. But all these, you know, BuzzFeed and BS, you know, article places are like, oh, here's the reason why Monopoly had to stop at McDonald's. And you're like, are you trying to change history? I played it all throughout my childhood. And that was mostly after the whole scandal happened. <laughs> Yeah, it so was it's such like, it was such good marketing that even though people knew it had been fixed for a while, it still worked. It still yeah. worked. people would still flock to McDonald's for Monopoly. It's crazy. I remember having uh, the Monopoly game up on our refrigerator when we still lived in Salina. So this would have been um, early mid nineties. And, you know, we'd play it. But here's what my takeaway was from the Monopoly game, and I sincerely mean this. Every time I put that up on the board and I'd see all the cards that we had on the board and what ones we needed, and I realized, holy crap, I go to McDonald's too often. I mean, that really, I remember thinking that. Look at all these pieces we have. Why am I going to McDonald's this often? I mean, does the Monopoly game work that well where I just show up and go to McDonald's because it's a damn game? I think it was brilliant marketing. I mean, and the fact, like I said, that even though it came out, it was fixed for years that someone had cracked it and was you know, giving all the winning pieces to their friends. People still went back because it, it was just kind of addictive and fun. You knew you weren't going to win, but look at all these colorful pieces you had and you stick them on your thing. I'm glad it's gone. It's gone and it's done. Yeah, they haven't had Monopoly for probably six years, I think. Seven years maybe. But did you watch the did you watch McMillions Fits? I have not. I that is on my okay. list of things to do. I watched yeah. McMafia. Uh McMafia, I don't know why it was named Mick Mafia, but it was uh it was an entertaining season or two of television about the Russian mob, basically. Yeah. I did eat McDonald's after watching McMillions. It made me very hungry. Man, you know what? I'm I'm really hungry right now. It's noon here and I've had a banana so far today. McDonald's sounds really good. Do you want me you to pick up some McDonald's and bring it back to your house? Oh my God. That'd be incredible. Emily Starkey just texted me and said, Whatever you need. Uh, if you need me to bring groceries or walk the dogs, and I'm like, maybe I should just text her and say, Go get me McDonald's, Starkey. Do it. <laughs> and that's why you're so fat. Just binge. Have you guys seen Super Size Me? Yeah. No. I was scarred for years. Literally couldn't eat McDonald's. What is it about the guy who ate all McDonald's? Yep. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock. He made a second one recently. Yeah. I think it might be on Amazon. Super Size Me 2 or 3. I, I feel like there's... He made a new one recently, but it's more taking on, like, the chicken industry, I thought. I don't know. I actually I enjoyed Super Size Me, but also like reading the criticisms of like his trial from like actual scientists and then people who also did the, you know, did the same diet and kept logs and actually exercised and like, you know, weren't ridiculous with it, you know, were able to lose weight. Like it's just kind of it's up to lifestyle and 
I think he still had a drug problem at that point too. So there's a lot of things. Would a drug problem help me lose weight? Like if I got on meth with that? Maybe that's it would help you lose so, your yeah. teeth. So yeah, you'd probably lose a little bit of weight there. I'm thinking my teeth probably weigh like 50, 60 pounds. That's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, that's, just, that's where the weight is. What'd you do during the global pandemic when you were locked down? Well, I started a podcast <laughs> and I started taking meth. Well, that's good. No, you watched Tiger King and then you started doing meth. You were inspired. Man, that, he's got teeth. Well, the, the husband, he's got teeth now and it's freaky looking. Like you watch Tiger King and you, he's got that one front tooth just sticking down and there's nothing near it. And you get used to that's how he looks. And then you see him with teeth, which aren't real like implants or dentures. So he had the rest of his teeth pulled and now he wears dentures. Um, it's freaky. It's like, what? You... Then one of the other, the guy with no legs has teeth too now. Renicky, I think he has teeth. I saw a picture of him and was like, wow, you look different. <laughs> It's crazy. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just bring up a Tiger King topic here real quick. If a tiger bit your arm, like almost took off your hand, would you uh, opt to go through every possible surgery and rehab to save your hand? Or would you just from the very start say, ah, just cut off the hand. I don't need it. And he puzzled and puzzled i would not have said amputate it i absolutely would have tried to keep it especially the doctor said oh it's going to be two years of recovery or have no arm for the rest of your life you just say cut off now like what what if a tiger eats you before two years what if a tiger does what to you eats you before two years like another tiger attack yeah Holy crap, you, your lifestyle is jacked up. If you're doing meth and getting attacked by tigers, you have no self-worth, no sense of your own safety. I figured, like, getting attacked by a tiger is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And then you're like, F this. And this is not, not happening. No, it's not happening yeah. again. Ever, ever again. Not when you're at Joe Exotic. Oh, man. I would not be back at work <laughs> five days later. I'm sorry. Even if you paid me $100 a week and got free expired meat off the meat truck. So uh, I, nah. did, I did my podcast with Jenny Carlson, who lives in Oklahoma, which, of course, then I had to bring up Tiger King. And as part of that, I went back and listened to the Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40 thing, because that was aimed at her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And guys, go back and watch that and then go watch one of Joe Exotic's rants. Oh, the I am gay. Yeah, I mean, brokeish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I called him Mike Exotic, in fact, in the open because it was so much like the way Joe rants. It was unbelievable. The cadence. The and twang. Joe Exotic has a mullet. And you know who else has a mullet? Ironically, Mike Gundy did not have a mullet on that day. He had a nice clean shaven back of his head, and he looks weird. He looked. He's the only guy on earth that looks right with a mullet that I know of. I don't know. Next what were Jenny Carlson's thoughts on Tiger King? Uh, she had never been there. Uh, she's a little embarrassed by the state. She understands that uh, he did not get third in the governor's race, that uh, he got third that was in the, the primary libertarian race. Yeah, the primary. Um, yeah. And I'm like, man, getting third in the libertarian race, you really suck. I mean, 
You can't win the libertarian race, really? So, uh, and she, their different perspective, and this is really understandable. All that was going on. She was in the same newsroom that was covering this day in, day out, and tracking it, and getting this story in little bits and pieces. So she said the context of it, when you go back and compress it into six episodes, seven episodes, what it was, <clears throat> it's totally different. You, when you see it all strung together, you're like, wow, that was incredibly weird. You knew it was weird, but uh, when it's all put together, it's just amazing. And, um, it's unbelievable. And also, I guess they really kind of made him out to be more sympathetic. That I guess the evidence was pretty overwhelming that he, he did plot to have her murdered. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. I mean, it's hard to blame him. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about plotting to have her murdered. Oh, did I say that on a podcast? Dang it. Um, I like pickles, cat. If you could only use five condiments for the rest of your life, what would they be? I have a question. So yeah. does this, can I use like cane sauce or Chick-fil-A sauce or yes, something like that? Condiment. Even though it's a mixture yep. of a condiment? Yeah. That is. It's a product, okay. yes. If it is if it is marketed as its own condiment, it is a condiment. Okay, I'll go ranch, barbecue, honey mustard, Chick Fil A, and cane sauce. Well, that ranch. Was, that was I honey. love ranch. Wait, say, those, say those slowly again. Ranch because it goes with anything. Honey mustard okay. is nice. Okay. Uh, barbecue sauce. Who doesn't like barbecue? And now is then, that like barbecue dipping sauce, or is that like actual like real authentic like barbecue mm. sauce? Good question. Both. Or does it have to be just one? I'm, I'm just curious. Or what, can I like, use that as two answers? Now I'm, I'm – <laughs> um, <laughs> I do – I mean, just a Walmart brand barbecue sauce is good for me. Wow. I, I love the fancy stuff, but – Wow, what an embarrassingly hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, noob. I fired? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go wrong with some cane sauce. Oh yeah. Okay, ranch, honey mustard, barbecue, canes, and Chick Fil A sauce. That's what you said. Yes, sir. I'm pretty basic. Okay. You know, I don't like it. I like how you're not. I basic. do like how ranch. I could I like be basic. How ranch, honey mustard, and uh, barbecue sauce are literally what Chick Fil A sauce is. <laughs> All of them <laughs> together, just into one. Well, I could be more basic and enjoy, you know, hot dog or pardon me, not hot dog, uh, ketchup, mustard and relish but when i met the hot dog you know at a royals game watching the hot dog race i don't want to cheer for any of them because i hate all of them you know i cheer for ketchup about you guys? i cheer for ketchup in the race absolutely because that's what i eat on my hot dogs fits it's what i eat freaking because ketchup can go on a hot dog the the original red scare people that eat ketchup <laughs> and hot dogs <clears throat> Zach, what, pandemic. What, what are your five condiments? Let's make sure we're saying condiments, uh, condiments. that you would uh, have for the rest of your life. Ketchup and mustard are locks, 100%. Got to have both of those because those go on burgers, hot dogs, fries for ketchup, and, and mustard is just a great condiment you don't think about it much but it needs to be there uh but for dipping sauces you know you got three left i think barbecue sauce 
I wouldn't call it a dipping sauce. I'd keep, I'd consider it, you know, more for barbecue. I don't really like dipping stuff in the barbecue sauce, but barbecue sauce needs to be there for, for barbecue. And then I'd probably say Chick-fil-A sauce for sure. That needs to be hundred percent. And then probably, probably ranch. That's the last one. You got to have some wings. Sometimes ranch is the go-to sauce. I feel confident that I could probably live my entire life eating only those condiments. I'd get rid of honey mustard. I love honey mustard, but that's probably the one that's got to go. I'm glad we agree on most of that, Zach. Good to hear. I'm even more basic. None of those are Walmart brand. No, (laughs) no. I'm even more basic. I'm going to go ketchup, mustard, mayo. Bam. Basic, basic, basic. Jack stack barbecue. Although it's not Walmart, but a really good barbecue sauce. And I can't think of the label, the brand name of it, but it, it is one of the food- KC masterpiece. No, not that. It's one of the uh, food service, like you know that that gives sell stuff to restaurants. Like I think Cisco it, or yeah, I think it might be Cisco. It's a barbecue sauce that I think Tanner's has used in the past. I don't know if they still do, and it's actually really, really good. Um, and then probably as much as I love honey mustard, you got to keep ranch in there. You just have to have yeah. it. I mean, if you're I mean, I'm pretty basic, guys. When you think about it, ketchup, mustard, mayo, ranch, and barbecue sauce. I mean, I I don't. Isn't Cane's the one that has anchovies in that sauce? Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, really? they do. Yeah. It's well, it's Caesar salad dressing, which Caesar salad dressing has anchovies in in it. Because I was looking up Cane's? the aller- yeah at Cane's. Because I was looking up the allergy guide for whatever reason, or the nutrition guide. And I see it says, it says fish. I'm like, why does it got fish in it? I'm like, oh, these are dressing. They sat around and said, we're going to have one sauce. And let's put anchovies in it. It's just weird to me. The whole, I like canes, but the whole fact that they make you eat their sauce or you got to take it home to bring, get your own sauce. Yeah. kind of bothers me, guys. It bothers me. It's like. No, your your sauces and they serve crinkle cut fries, oh, which is yeah. great. Oh, my you guys know you used to work at Cane's, right? You did? No. Yeah. So I had no idea about the anchovies thing. Wow. Well, I'm glad you but learned something you, on your you own podcast. I couldn't tell you the amount of times I was asked, "Can I get ranch? Can I get barbecue sauce?" I'm like, "No, we do not carry that." Which is weird. Yeah. It is. That's weird. why Slim Chickens is twenty True. times better. Through. 20 times and same with zaxby's i like zaxby's just as much as as slim chickens because they let you have whatever sauce you want it's not <laughs> it doesn't hey, cost extra what where any sauce anywhere you go really oh yeah what's your go-to canes order do you you got to get a box combo no slaw never no and then usually i would go extra toast yep. um Pro tip, you got to get your toast buttered on both sides. Did you know you can do that? I didn't know that was a thing. You can go butter on yeah. both sides. Yeah, they'll make it fresh for you and stick butter on both sides. Um, if you want, you can do like extra crispy fries or extra crispy chicken. They can make that for you. Um, you yeah, I don't want to wait that long. I, it's nice and fresh. I like it better, even if it's not, you know, I don't love the crispiness, but I just love the, the hot and fresh chicken. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other little hacks I know. Lemonade, that's what you got to get to drink for sure. Yep. And then you got to probably do. get an extra cane sauce as well. But Fitz, I saw you. Are you a coleslaw guy? 
No, I hate coleslaw. Hate it. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm not a coleslaw guy. I'm not a, uh, when you get brats, leave that sauerkraut junk off. No, no, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I mean, I kind of think it's funny you ask him what his go-to order is at Cane's. Like, there's a bunch of options. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, what I was wondering was, like, how, like you know, you go to the, you go through, and they're like, hey, 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 you want some chicken today? And you're like, well, the box combo, no slaw, extra toast. And they're like, great. Pull around, we'll have your total for you. You should work at Cane's. That was he, pretty good. Rylan and I always talked about wanting to go to Cane's and just go through the drive-through each time, like, or whatever the saying was of to say, Hey, Hey, want some chicken today? And just be like, no, four orders of toast. Yeah. I bet people do that. People, some old guy <laughs> thought he was super funny. and was like, no, I want a cheeseburger. I'm like, all right, you're hilarious. My friend. Well, at least you guys serve toast. Not an unreasonable. Uh huh. We only, I saw a tweet there. one time. It was like, what can I get for you? It's like, well, you only have like three things on the menu. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, moving on to Chris66204. Describe the play hard chart for GPC posters. I've never seen it. Isn't it just kind of like hustle plays with yeah. no, I thought, steals, no, I assists, think, and uh, diving for loose balls, this, jump balls? Yeah, the question is, describe the play hard chart for GPC posters. Oh, so like, like not, the play hard chart we would make for our subscribers. For the subscribers. He does not want you to, to explain oh. the play hard chart. He wants you to make a play chart, play hard chart for the GPC uh, posters. Sorry. Newbie mistake. No, I, I misunderstood <laughs> too. I didn't know. I, <laughs> you guys both did. <laughs> it, it's a chart. Uh, it's on paper and coaches check boxes. That's the play hard chart. Um, for Wabash Station, I think uh, the number one thing – on the play hard chart is starting threads, starting good threads. We need more of that. And then participating in everyone's thread. And then playing hard isn't being like confrontational with different opinions, but just discussing them. Now, unfortunately, in our society now, any kind of discussion, uh, if you express opinion and anyone just reasonably comes back and says, well, I don't agree. This is why people can take that personally but i think playing hard is getting on that board and interacting with your fellow fans and then making sure you actually read stories before you comment on stories this is something that's really bothering me now 
when people come back and say, well, I totally disagree with you. Did you read it? No. Well, then, you, no. You don't, you, <laughs> oh, you'd, you wouldn't last a day on Reddit fits. <laughs> That's all anything is. It's, Just people in the comments not reading the article. I don't even read the article. I skip to the comments. It's more fun. <laughs> oh, man. Reddit. Yeah. Uh, get out there and play hard, but play friendly. It's kind of like driving in Texas. You can go 90, but just do it friendly. My other criteria that you can get points on the play hard chart, you got to leave upvotes. Do you like what they posted? Yeah. Leave an upvote. Leave a thumbs up. Get some points. At some point, 24-7 yeah. is going to gamify, so to speak, the boards to where interactions will you'll have some sort of score we don't really know they've talked about this it's been a while since they talked about it but there will be some sort of score that you can have so leave upvotes now so you'll be rewarded later or downvotes right. but don't don't be a douche with your downvotes save your Only downvote people that really need it yeah so if someone needs a downvote give it to them but just like i don't quite disagree with that downvote Stay away from that. <laughs> but if you like an opinion, upvote it. Hit the up, hit the up, hit the up, because Zach's right. Eventually, it's coming, the gamification of the boards. I can't envision it, but there will be award, rewards and all that for, for different things. So that will actually be, Zach, a play hard chart. Yeah. When they gamify things, this is you get rewarded for playing hard on the boards. So it's coming, believe it or not. Sometime and around about the time we get a damn app. About in, in the same area there, gamification and app. Yeah. And upload the thread too, like the very first post. Upload it, see, more, maybe more people come in and say hi and read your opinions. Yeah. Moving on. King Jim 77. <laughs> if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Public nudity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I always. Uh, Ryan got naked again and he got caught this time. Well, I don't usually get naked, but I like to go out my back porch when I'm drinking and go pee because it's more fun to pee outside than the toilet, you know. Oh, so, public urination is what you're going to be arrested okay. for, buddy. Well, sometimes I do it naked. Who knows? I love it. Just don't do it on a playground. I'm so proud of you. Sex offender. <laughs> I feel really good about the hiring process now. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that could make you feel better. Yeah. Um, probably drunk and disorderly. Uh, if I see something I don't like, particularly when it comes to the enforcement of laws, uh, I will tell the police so when I'm drunk and it's not a good being the libertarian. I kind of like push up, push back against the man, which isn't good to do when you're intoxicated in a bar district. So I, pretty sure my family said what did you say to the cop well yeah i called him names so i can't even think of what i'd get arrested for I, or like i can't think of what i would get arrested for i don't know what people would think i got arrested for speeding um <laughs> let me think about it. i don't know <laughs> uh probably cyber crimes not like not like kitty porn. I'm talking like hacking people's <laughs> accounts. And uh, uh, I can see you using analytics for evil. fraudulent use of social media or something. Yeah, I can see you using your analytics ability for for bad, not good. 
Well, it'd be for good. For you. For me <laughs> and us. <laughs> uh, from Chris66204, if you had to eliminate one letter from your vocabulary, which could you? Which letter could you do the most without? And he gave the example saying that Z is probably the most likely for everyone else, but that wouldn't work for me. Or that's me. That's my name. So. Or me. Or you. Yeah. I, I will just answer this by saying good uh, yes, Jim. Good yes, Jim. Because do we do really need the Q? Well, I don't think we need the Q. The ween. Are of you England. allowed to respell words? With certain similar why not letters? Well, couldn't we just get rid of the like, Q and put a K in there? Yeah, or get rid of uh, a C or a K. I know there's some sounds you wouldn't be able to replicate there, but this you get the gist. Like you get rid of the Y. True. You know you can make an E I. You know you can respell words if you like. If you had to take a letter off your keyboard and never type it again, you know that's probably that. Or get rid of W and just use two U's. I mean, that's, I don't know. Oh, man, being that's innovative. Q, we can get rid yeah. of the Q. You can put a K in there. Put a KW in if you need to. I. They don't serve a purpose. I would get, get rid, rid of the O and zeros. No, that's just bad, Zach. Now you've gone too far. See, this is why I think you would use things for evil, because now you're just <laughs> plunged us into social chaos without O's and zeros. Just for your own freaking entertainment, wasn't it, Zach? You took away the zeros, and what did it add up to? Chaos. <laughs> Looking at my keyboard, though, if you take away I, if you want an uppercase I, then you can just do a lowercase L. That work? I feel like we're completely cheating the question here, but yeah, <laughs> I we are cheating. Well, look I would, at it. I would, I would, I would go Z. Keyboard, the Q is in the very corner because nobody needs the damn thing. No one needs the Z. We need the Z, Ryan. I we need I the don't, Z. I don't want to be Not have this podcast be from Ack and Fit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a you problem, though, yeah, not mine. Exactly. Sounds like we should call you Gillies with a Z on the end. Gillies. <laughs> or Gills. Gills with a Z. Uh, Young Gilbs. Yeah, we're going to do it. Let's change his name to Gills. Gills. So we all have Zs <laughs> in our name. <laughs> From King Jim 77 what is an obscure saying, phrase, or idiom that you say often where people give you weird looks after you say it? I know that since I watch a lot of soccer in Formula One and it's a lot of British broadcasting, I'll say a lot of things or I'll pick up things and put them in my vocabulary that are like inherently British that Americans don't really say. Yeah. But no one, no one really notices other than me. Sometimes I'll call people wankers, which is a bad word you can't really say in Britain. But since it's the United States, nobody cares if I call you a wanker. They have weird rules. And plus, they like tea too much. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I have things, but I'm not, I'm not sure. The word that I always use to replace sex is nookie. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets a nice reaction from my friends. <laughs> uh, that's a great junior high word. I love it. <laughs> you know, I think, Zach, it's probably a perfect time to mention West Side Story. <laughs> and how many times I reference West Side Story. <laughs> Jets and sharks and half the people are like, what the freak are you talking about, man? What are jets and sharks? Yeah, that actually, that probably is yours. Yep. Yep. For sure. 
I guess it's not really a saying phrase or idiom, but you'll take words to Christmas songs and I do do that. I'll take Christmas songs and sing to us. <laughs> I do do that. And, uh, uh, Gills, if you sit next to me at a basketball game, I will sing the national anthem, but use your name and usually <laughs> very graphic <laughs> lyrics. So people are like, right. people sitting in the stands like Fitz is such a true American. He always sings a national anthem. <laughs> and then they find out that, uh, I was just trashing Riley Gates for two and a half minutes during the national anthem. It's a long I national know. anthem. Fitz. I don't know how long. I don't. I don't know. I'm singing all three verses. I what you doing? How long is the national anthem? It's like a minute fifty or something like that. Oh, man. No, it, it should take like less than a minute to sing the first verse of the national anthem, played at a normal speed with no theatrics. Uh, well, I know but the there are more. For- for the Super Bowl, it was like a minute 50. I could be totally wrong yeah. for the total time, like the over-under. Yeah, I think someone took the under. Or I think or I think the under hit pretty easily on this okay. year's. I, I guess I'm wrong. What do I know? Maybe. I don't know. I'm a um, can you guys sing the other verses of the National Anthem? No. No. Wait, there's more verses? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's more verses. My, I don't know him either. I'm just no. wondering. No, Does I anyone know him? You know, my latest thing is singing "Oh Canada" with wrong words. Like I, I mentioned penguins, which I don't think they have, um, <laughs> and being so cold. I just sing. I've been walking around the house singing "Oh Canada" and then like making fun of Canada. This is what goes on in my brain. It, I humor myself with stupid stuff. It's just how I work. My poor freaking wife. Happy anniversary this week, wife. My poor freaking wife has put up with this for 30 years. 30 years of this stupidity. You think the overtime is annoying? I'm annoying on it. That's why I am every day at home. This poor, poor woman. It's like being married to unfunny Robin Williams. There. Moving on to Chris66204. What is the best cameo in a movie by a sports personality? Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on airplane. <laughs> I didn't think of that one, but that is. <laughs> Period of the story. And I just recently he posted that it was supposed to be Pete Rose in that role, but they ended up filming during baseball season, so he wasn't available, so they got Kareem, which makes so much better sense than Pete Rose to have a seven-foot whatever pilot in an airplane. That hey, is actually, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's actually himself. No, I'm not. It, yeah, it's like he's denying it, but he is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's just being a pilot on the side because he doesn't make enough money in the NBA. Mine is uh, Lance Armstrong in Dodgeball. I didn't even catch where, that. Yeah, it's truthfully, I have not seen Dodgeball all the way through. I've caught bits and pieces of it on television, but I've seen this part multiple times where Oscar he's sitting in the he's sitting at the bar or whatever, and he's not going to go play the final, and he's like. Lance Armstrong says, Hey, I love your games watching you on the Ocho. Uh, like I actually quit like quit. I remember I, I thought about quitting after I had lung tissue and testicular cancer, but with the encouragement of of my family and friends, I got back on the bike and won the tour de France five times in a row, but I'm sure you got a good reason for quitting. (laughs) I totally missed that. (laughs) I have watched that movie. I'd have to go Mike Tyson from the hangover. Oh, that's good too. That's good. That's really good. And we're back on Tigers, too. So that's nice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't think of any other movies with sports people in them. Me neither. 
are there any others? Like I can think of one and that was all I could think of. Man, they're out there though. Just give me Kareem. It's not a movie, but I love uh, when athletes go on SNL. Those are always some of the best episodes. I agree. Yeah. Like Peyton, Peyton and Eli. And then JJ Watt this year was really good too. Hmm. Some great stuff. Last question though of the podcast is from KSU cat 80. Who are your favorite or the best sports writer, sports announcer, sports color, and or photo and video journalists you read or watch? So basically, who is your favorite sports journalist if they work in the profession? <laughs> Whatever media of your choice. Thank you. That was perfect answer. Let's repeat <laughs> that answer uh, that's not stepped on. Hey, uh, Gills, who is your favorite uh, sports journalist? Tim Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, your voice didn't work. Either. That was not convincing. It sounded like you were being choked and like called hostage. <laughs> Sounds like you were being forced to say it. <laughs> well, I was being forced to say it. I couldn't get it out, Tim Fitzgerald. Uh, was uh, that the connection, or was that just me being being me? Who I don't know. It sounded it, like you. <laughs> it sounded like you. Uh, I, if I'm talking about writers, Joe Posnanski is the best in the business. Period. End of story. Uh, I love reading him. I don't read him often enough. And, um, yeah, if, if I could get 24 seven to hire one big name guy, that would be it. Like one guy to go out and write a bunch of stuff that he'd be my guy. But I think Joel Klatt's the best with football analysis. I think he's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's over Tony Romo announcer wise. I am a Gus Johnson fan. I, I really, he does bring something to the game. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And Scott Van Pelt is, and Dan Patrick, those guys are, they're they're entertaining, they're classy, they're informative, they're intelligent. I think they're both just incredible at what they do. I've got like a couple announcers. I go with Ian Dark for soccer on ESPN. Listening to him in the World Cup is always incredible. Always made every match and moment feel big. Um, and then. My other announcer is Michael Cole from WWE. He just what the way he sounds and the way he talks, it just everything's so official. Like I love it. Okay. My answer would be Fran Freshilla. I really? love Big Twelve basketball. I got my podcast where I talk about the Big Twelve. So he knows his stuff. He's he's on top of it. He knows all ten teams. Um I love him. He's pretty good. It it cracks me up. Calls when- out Cardi. Yeah, he he comes out and says things that kind of surprise you. Uh, but I, I love that KU fans don't like him because the rest of us think he's kind of biased towards KU. He just has the, uh-huh. the nerve to once in a while question something fringe-worthy about KU, and then they hate him. <laughs> uh huh. It's kind of like the re- like KU fans thinking that the refs are out to get them when – Oh God! It's clearly not the case. They got the yeah. refs in their back pocket. They hate John Higgins, and the rest of us don't want John Higgins on the court when you're playing KU. <laughs> but what John Higgins does is he does the same thing to everyone. He makes the dramatic call, not always the right call, but boy, if he can be dramatic, he's going to make that call, and that really makes KU fans mad. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I will always defend John Higgins as being one of the best in the business. I think after. I think after his incident with Kentucky, um, I think he has gotten better. I think he's a little more self-aware. I think he got too much into John Higgins. And I think that's the downfall of all officiating 
is they get too much into themselves and not really respecting that they're they're supposed yeah. to complement the game, not kind of override the game or dictate the game. And too many officials do that. And I th- I, th- I think the same way with uh, some sports announcers. They get too much about themselves. So Pat McAfee, I think, guys, is really good. Who's your guys' least favorite uh, Big 12 official? Is it John Higgins then? Oh, no, Doug Sermons. Yep, same here. Doug Doug Sermons by far and um, – Pollard. Yeah, Jerry Pollard is is getting Pollard. in there. He he's turned into someone with a very short fuse, and you know, kind of thinks it's about him. It, and it only happens when these guys get very public, and everyone starts to know their names. They start to devolve as officials. I think Doug Sermons is trash as an official. I don't think he really watches. Yeah, the game. I have a good he's Jerry terrible. Pollard story. You go. When I was a ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was a ball boy, and we'd ask him for water if they wanted water. You know, between timeouts. And he came up to me, he's like, nah, I could use a beer. I'm like, well, I can't help you out right there. He was on a pretty bad game. Yeah. Um, I think it's Vahe Gregorian that's friends with him. I think Vahe sat next to me. He's actually friends with Pollard and says he's a great dude, but he understands why people don't like him on the court. He does. He's gotten real quick with technicals lately in his career. I don't know. People don't appreciate how difficult it is to do some of these things, you know, to to be a really sound writer that kind of covers everything, doesn't leave open gaps in, in something you write. Um, I really, I thought uh, Kevin Keatsman was really good at talk radio and I, I appreciate why people, you know, kind of got turned off at times um, too many, you know, that's the problem with talk radio. When you get really big, you got to add layers of advertising in to pay the bills and I got too much driven by that. But I, I thought Kevin was a master in driving listenership and having four hours a day be entertaining, which is almost impossible, virtually impossible. Yeah, I second that. I interned for Kevin this summer, and, well, the summer that he was, you know, <laughs> yeah. still there for part of that summer. But he was awesome. I mean, eight ten, you know, union broadcasting would not be – what they are without him for sure. And they are not what they were without him. I don't think. Yep. Definitely. That was a quality overtime. And you know why? Because we all have Z in our name now. Zach Fitz and Gills. Um, (laughs) I think we finally found your nickname. Uh, Your triple Z podcast. That's been it for the overtime. We'll be back next week with more podcasts. Everyone. Don't kiss people you don't know. Stop licking each other on the face. Quit doing weird stuff, at least for the time being, because the Rona's on the loose and it's looking for you. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.